0: Effective Fitness Combatives mission is to provide quality content and education for law enforcement officers through proven science driven fitness and combatives. This EFC user course is a complete online program designed to elevate your approach to combatives with the ability to learn and train anywhere, anytime. Access the course materials through your browser at efcombatives.com or from the EF Combatives app available for download through Apple and Google Play Stores. The course is broken down into easy-to-digest micro-learning modules enabling you to move through the lecture, technique demonstration videos, and additional resources at your own pace. You also have direct access to industry-leading instructors for questions and feedback related to your training. After completion of this course, you will receive an EFC user certification that is valid for two years. We highly suggest you continue your combatives training at an EFC Certified Academy and continue on to other advanced courses within our curriculum. So glad to have you back on the podcast, man. I, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but this is probably one of the last episodes until we take a little hiatus, but I wanted to have all the best of the best on so i appreciate that the best of the best on so (laughs) anyways um i've had jared on before uh in the episode so if you want to go back and listen to all his his accolades and and accomplishments in life um go ahead and do that but yeah man let's uh so what you guys have been up to has been crushing it lately um the youtube stuff's been great saw you guys on on us i saw i saw that grantham had come out and you guys did a little episode there um how was that? How was Mike? How was that whole it's thing? A, it's a
1: blast, man. He's um, yeah. he's just a regular dude, and uh, you know he plays a character for YouTube, obviously, and um, sure. not that he's not similar to that in real life, but he's uh, he's a, just a regular guy. Um, we that relationship started because of uh, training up at Core Vision in Washington. Uh, so anybody that's listening that hasn't heard of Core Vision? They're fantastic people. Very similar training philosophy, um, similar sort of business model to us, but they're in Washington, out of Bremerton. And so um, if you're up there in the Pacific Northwest, they're basically the last bastion of freedom when it comes to training for, uh, for, for regular people. Um, so they, we were doing some training up there. We invited Mike because I know that at the time he was living in Tacoma. So I was like, hey, man, if you want to come down and get some training, uh, we're not going to publicize it. We're not going to tell anybody you're there. Just come be a student for once because, you know, he's world famous. And uh, him and Micah came down. And that was a blast because we didn't tell anyone he was going to be there. So students that just decided to come to this class randomly got to meet Mike and be in a class with him for a couple of days. So uh, it was really cool. And then, you know, after he got to meet us from there, he was like, hey, let's do a video. And uh, so the next time we came up for a night vision class after the class was over, he, he was in that class with Charlie, um, which is, you know, the guy that plays all his goofy assistant in all the videos with the big glasses so him and charlie went through the night vision class that was a hoot and then uh afterward we filmed the um part two of his urban survival which is building clearing um and that did quite well for us i'd say probably 10 15 percent of the enrollment we had last year came to us because of that video that's awesome dude huge return yeah so we're very thankful to them and uh i still keep up with mike uh, he, he'll send me progress pictures cause he's, uh, now that he's out of the military and he can actually be in control of his health a little better. Um, you know, he's lifting again and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. So he's, he's adding on the muscle mass and good. Yeah. He'll send he me. always talks about what's his saying. He's like, if you're not you're fit, kidding. you'll die. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. I love him for that because you have so many of these influencers and gun tubers that are like, he, he let's bag dump into trash, you know? And, and, uh, do whatever else. I'm going to shoot this lasagna with a shotgun or whatever. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to shoot Mikey. a dildo out
0: of a. I've seen guys shooting dildos now. At, at right. Stuff out of, out of their
1: 40 millimeter launchers. Yeah. So any, anything to make a buck. But he's actually using his platform to create uh, sort of a change in culture. And I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. I'd love to meet.
0: I, I've never had the pleasure. I know a lot of people that know Mike. I, I mean, because obviously Don, Milstack Mojo, and and all those guys know him pretty well. I've never had the opportunity to meet him, but uh, to hear that he's lifting weights and he's, you know, tr- trying to create a better community is rare. Um, yeah. And obviously like, obviously I follow him like everybody else does. I'm sure listening to this, um, he does post some pretty awesome content.
1: Yeah. He's know. incredibly basic. Some of
0: it is for views, but some of it is like, it's actually extremely beneficial. Uh,
1: oh like yeah. Him,
0: he shot that. What was it like that, that uh,
1: <laughs> the artillery?
0: Yeah. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking, <laughs> cannon at the f- fucking gel human or whatever thing Yeah, was, the freaking ballistic dummy that thing was awesome um that, that was i i I saw that once once that went live i probably saw that a hundred times over the internet people were stealing it you know trying to use it as 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 clickbait and shit but no man that's that's great i love to hear you guys because you have uh your fucking youtube channels blowing up Just a lot doing of better a lot, now. yeah a lot of information on there Um, it's great super super good and then two uh your courses have also expanded you guys are doing uh you know obviously like the flexible search stuff cqb stuff but also the medical yeah medical comms
1: uh long range is something we're doing now now that jd is getting out of the navy so we last time we spoke we didn't have a long range program um so that's cool in in his long range courses like with bolt guns we'll push out to like a mile in the carbine class, he usually is getting students hitting steel at uh 12 to 1400 yards with just regular you know 16 inch ARs. Um, really, really impressive stuff, yeah. And then um, he also teaches scoped carbine and some other things. Now, because he's from the Navy, we probably won't let him teach CQB. Um, because that's just you know everybody knows they're not good at that. But uh, for anyone listening, that was a joke. Don't go rip your AOR one flag off oh, your wall. No. Jared doesn't like Navy SEALs. Um, More news about OTG inbound. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that we love all the little nerds from NSW. They're good dudes. And uh, yeah. we're happy to have one on staff.
0: That's awesome dude. yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of people don't, and this is the thing is I can relate to this. You know, a lot of people, they look at you, they look at, I, you're more forward facing than I am. Um, but it's, it's a team. It's not just Yep. Jared knows everything. Cause that's definitely not the case. And Adam knows everything. Cause that's definitely, that's definitely not the case. Very small. But we you know people that do know a lot about certain aspects of yeah. certain areas. And I think that's what makes OTG it's what's, you know, you guys have, you guys have grown over the past three or four years. And I love seeing the growth. I remember you're like, yeah, it might be my full-time job and all stuff. And now look at you, man, like absolutely crushing it. So very proud of you. Um, that's, uh, yeah, man. Hey guys, tell your homies, you're proud of them. Um,
1: <laughs> it's I, important.
0: It is. It's, it's, it's super important. I love telling my homies that I'm proud of them and that I appreciate the work that they do because they are making a difference. So yeah, man, let's, let's kind of dive into, to some of, some of the hottest topics right now. And obviously it's the CQB stuff and the whole, the, the whole, there was like a, there was like a footwork craze for a while. And now it's like a rifle management craze right now. I, I try to, I try to keep up it. I feel like it, Changes every, every about two and a half yeah. weeks.
1: So it's, it's the same strategy that the Kardashians use to stay relevant. Um, <laughs> you make up something to be mad about or for people to get upset about every six weeks. So your name stays in the, in the, in the, in ah, relevancy
0: is important. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 So, you know, instead of it being I, my lip job got botched or my silicone butt exploded or whatever, um, or, you know, my sister's pregnant with someone else's baby or whatever, you know, whatever bullshit instead it is oh, I used to do this and this is my favorite way to do something. So it's the only way to do it. Uh, and that turns into drama in the training industry. And anybody who's been involved in PR or marketing understands that there's only a few things that really generate views. It's either naked women, controversy, or some kind of educational value. Yeah. Or violence. And, yeah. Or, yeah, violence, you know, gore. But um, you can't post that on Instagram. So, uh, a lot of what you see on Instagram, which is our main marketing portion of the company, other than obviously YouTube and, and this kind of thing where I get to talk, um, Instagram is largely educational content and controversy. Um, you know, co- training companies aren't really using the gun bunny thing that much. So, and, and when they do, usually they get destroyed because people that are interested in training are, are usually not the people that are there for anything other than. Educational content, but everybody loves controversy. So if you can say, hey, other XYZ company is doing this technique and it's it's really bad because it makes everyone pay attention to you and why you, you must have all the right answers. Yeah. It's a very that's, simple formula. Yeah.
0: And again, I do appreciate the memes. Um, oh, they're hilarious. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're absolutely. I think, you know, and for the people that do like to start controversy and, and talk shit or whatever, however you want to say it, Um, I, you know, I personally won't necessarily call individuals out. Um, it's not really my style. However, like the way that I've always looked at it, even from years ago was like, there was so much bad training that was out there on Instagram when it first kind of came up. Like, and I mean, there's some really, really, really awesome, awesome companies out there. Um, my goal was just to cover it up with better stuff or good stuff or just different options. It wasn't to be like, Oh well, look at this clown, and then just like straight up screenshot their company or, or video record their company to do something and then just bust them down for an hour. Like exactly it 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 that doesn't really provide value. If you have the value that you think you can provide, well then create a curriculum, develop a course, sell that course, teach people, and then say, hey, like this is a better option for you. At least that's my approach. And again, I could be it's just a no, way. No, I, I, I 100% well.
1: agree that and that's that's the philosophy that we have had is you don't build a culture by tearing another culture down. You build a culture by being the loudest one in the room about what you believe, and that doesn't have to include why you're right about everything. People that have to yell about why they're right often in the long term don't get perceived as being the right the right one. If you can calmly deliver a basic understanding of a concept Uh, based in experience and also easily understood if it takes a long time to explain with a bunch of fancy words you probably made something up if it's a really simple thing like for example if we just want to go straight into what is the hot button issue right now and it's a very very lame argument always keep the gun in your shoulder no matter what you're doing and uh, a very simple rebuttal to that is if the environment is too tight for me to be able to keep the gun in my shoulder and not Violate the principle of security while moving through a building. You know it's safety, security, speed, surprise, miles of action. If I'm violating the principle of security by keeping that gun on my shoulder, is the advantage of that little bit of marksmanship at ten feet going to outweigh the risk of I stuck my gun through the door way before my body and the person in there saw the gun before they saw me, which started their stopwatch. You know their their processing time started before mine, so they win the gunfight because ultimately, if you're assaulting a fortified position, you're entering into a space. Relatively unknown compared to someone who can just shoot at the door, you need those few moments, right? And uh, that's a really simple argument against that. You can put on the clock, you can put on force on force. But the, the reply is, well, this is how we did it at so and so unit. This is the way it's always been done. This is why it's better. It's an absolute, and that that is an ego thing. Um, it's not a it's not a data back thing. It's not a force on force back thing. It is I have so and so pedigree. You have to listen to me um and that long term that doesn't hold up. Yeah. I, typically.
0: Right. No, and this thing about the whole pedigree thing like there's nothing wrong with that and I think that it's extremely important to have that. Extremely. Yeah. Uh, and, experience
1: and, and, informs context.
0: Yes. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know 100%. I think that you know I always keep saying that you know experience is in everything. Um you know the ability to articulate the ability to to understand it. and objectively look at what you're saying is a very difficult and i had a conversation with with uh with jeremy about that about being able to self-assess like not even from like a tactic standpoint just from like a how do you digest information standpoint right like without being without having that bias of like the whole footwork thing i thought i love the memes i absolutely love the memes <laughs> the green all the stickers companies, oh, know, dude. all the different companies obviously I'm, I'm sitting here just fucking eating popcorn watching it and People I have people ask my thoughts, like I have people send me DMs, hey me like, you know, what are your thoughts on the footwork stuff? And I'm like, look, someone who has trained cops, right? I have trained guys from the ground up that have nothing, haven't even held a gun before sometimes. Right. So it's like, it's like the footwork thing I think was obviously taken way out of proportion. It's, um,
1: it's a lack of understanding.
0: Yeah, it's lack of understanding. But too it's like it's like like I I I and then I heard one guy that like I never, I do not remember who it was, I never taught any type of footwork in any CQB class I've ever taught great. Congratulations. Are you teaching tier one Delta dudes like that? Did that do that? Cause like cops that I know can't even walk upstairs properly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so that, that brings us into like the, how are you developing your curriculum? Are you developing your curriculum based on the way that you like to teach? Or are you developing the curriculum based on what the students need to learn? And in the military, <laughs> and you, it's similar to, to to cops, but in the military, it's very, uh, hey, show up and perform. And if you can't make it, you're not going to make it. They're not trying to retain, especially at that tier one and tier two level. If you don't perform what is needed at some level, you're going to get pushed to the back or even cut. Right. But you tell me when you uh, when you have the 40 people going through the academy or whatever it is, and somebody's having a little bit more trouble than somebody else, are they going to get kicked out because they needed a little more work? No, manpower. No, manpower is so low and we need people so bad that the standard is not, hey, you don't already know how to just walk around athletically with a good base and understand how to use your hips to lead your body and things like that. The guys that are being trained at at the at the Delta or the degree level have been through multiple pipelines and have a lot of experience already. So you're not going to go straight to some unit like that when you go straight into the police academy or in my context, you come take a three day familiarization class. I cannot expect you to perform a base level there is no base level and so the base level becomes here's the quickest and easiest way for you to learn this information which is a template if you stand here and step here your body will flow in this way because you don't have five years of experience with two deployments and you've already been selected through a pipeline so people that say well we should only train this way because this is the only thing i've ever done do not have um the introspection and the self-perception like you were saying to be able to say oh The way that I learned is not the way I'm teaching these people. And so I need to adapt and be able to teach them in a way that they can receive the information. And I think that's part of what makes OTG different is that everybody who's been selected for teaching here teaches in a way that the students can learn. So like Jason might be teaching a class a certain way and a student's not picking it up and he will stop, slow down and explain it in a way that that student can understand specifically. Instead of saying, well, if you don't know how to walk, you can just get the fuck out of my class because that's how we do it at CAG. You know, that you have to be able to adapt to how people actually learn and look at where you are instead of using your ego as a justification for the way that you teach.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we basically, uh, uh, again, our approach is similar. You know, we, especially from the DT side, right? People always think like, oh, I got to be a black belt in jujitsu. That's going to take fucking 10 plus years of consistent training multiple times a week for 10 years. Nobody's doing that. Right. Like not like, not, I mean, there's, there's very few black belts as is, and there's even more fewer black belt cops. Right. So if you take the competent person and you're like, Hey, we're going to teach you the foundational movements of X, Y, and Z, the principles and concepts of, of, of this ones that fundamentally work, and then build all those fundamentals. And then, Give you just a puzzle piece to a much larger puzzle, um, you know that. Hopefully, that can then start to build on top of each other. Now, again, you guys teach a way. There, there's, you know, obviously different ways to do things, but at the same time, it's, 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 it's like this. It's, and then there, and then it kind of also goes to like, there's people that do teach some CQB stuff that I've seen. That is just
1: garbage. Yeah. There are things that are objectively unsafe, you know. Yeah,
0: it's not even a way; like, it's just not anything. And that's where I think people have a hard time. Like, too, on the outside of that some guy like, oh, he's a really nice guy. I'm like, yeah, he may be the nicest dude ever. He might give you the shirt off his back, but this shit right here, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and yeah. and that's that's where we get to the nuance and like the the nitty gritty of what is actually a safety issue and what is actually endangering people. That's being taught. One of the examples would be teaching people to peek everything the whole like, you know, this is the door frame and I'm sticking my head in my guns, my guns down at low, low, low poor, like at the ground, I'm looking into the corner to see if someone's there and whether they're there or not, I'm peeking back out. So they've seen me, I've seen them. So the clock started for both of us. But when I leave that room, I have no idea where they are now. They could have moved, taken a different position. And when I peek back in with my gun up now, if they're not there, I have, I have, Basically, scrambled my own processing. All they have to do is shoot at the door. If you layer in things like drywall, okay, what are you taking cover behind when you do that double peak? Nothing. Nothing. So, you, you have these techniques developed in Israel in adobe walls where, you know, all jokes aside, the people they're fighting are not very square away, um, you know, if they're even adults. That's okay. That's a joke. Everyone can laugh at that. Um, you know, it becomes drywall that we're, we're using here. So you got guys learning the stuff on YouTube and, and seeing these just garbage techniques, that kind of thing. I'm happy to say, Hey guys, we're not even going to teach that. And here's why, but I'm not going and saying the three or four companies I could name that are teaching that in the U S because that doesn't do anything other than make me look like I have a vendetta against somebody. Exactly. Exactly. I, right. Yeah, I don't care about that company. What I care about is that people don't get poor knowledge. And so I would rather preach the good things louder then say oh well if you train with one of these three companies you're an idiot and here's why we didn't do that when I was a college. you know it doesn't that doesn't bode that doesn't sit well with people like just giving them good information
0: no it's a it's a huge turnoff because there's there's some really good instructors out there that I think could provide so much beneficial knowledge and information if they went about it the right way and that's it's and it's very frustrating because I know guys that know those guys that are friends with those guys that are like they'll say like dude I well, they're like, why is he doing this? I'm like, use your fucking friend. I don't know. Yeah, like, you tell me. Yeah, and so it's like, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, man, the amount of knowledge and experience that guy has, if he were to be able to have some type of integrator to take it out of his head, put it on paper, into a lesson plan, into some type of beneficial content, like instead of just being like, Oh, like, instead of just being like super direct and like confrontational, like, of course people are going to want to talk to you. Like people from that, if you talk shit about a company, like a lot of shit and then you're like, they don't want to talk to me. Like, why don't they want to talk to me? It's like, no fucking
1: shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Like, uh,
0: people skill zero. Like,
1: yeah. And that, that comes from that environment of where these guys come from. You can, the whole culture is just this over machismo talk shit to everybody, berate everyone because You're in a system and a setting where developing relationships and not to say playing nice, but being able to talk to people, like actually talk to them, like what you and I are doing is not a part of the skill set. And they get out and they start acting that way and everyone's like, this guy's a fucking asshole. And they're like, well, I spent 20 years doing so and so. Cool. Adapt. Right. You have to adapt. And that's why we see a lot of, um, not to say veteran owned, but we see a lot of businesses with guys that come from this background not do so hot in the long term. They'll go, they'll be hot for five years and they'll go away. And the guy goes back to contracting or whatever else because they don't make it in a space where you have to actually talk to people. That's one of the things I love about Blake. Uh, Blake Flannery, he was a, 20 years in the Marine Corps, 18 of it as a force recon guy. And um, the last few years, he was, uh, when they rolled force recon into Marsoc, he was pretty short on time. He stayed, they allowed guys to stay on his force recon at a training capacity. So he's teaching all the new young Marines, all the recon skills and stuff like that. And uh, he got three or four years of, you know, other than just being like a senior guy and teaching the younger dudes, he got three or four years of like actual schoolhouse experience teaching Marines like a formal doctrine. When he got out and he came on with OTG, um, one of the things that he was kind of blown away by was teaching civilians how eager they are to learn. You don't have to yell at them. You don't have to tell them to do stuff twice. You're not you're not, you know, screaming at them and calling them all kind of names and, you know, having to do all the stuff that you do to 19 year old Marines that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. They're really miserable, don't actually want to be there other than like it's the hard thing to do. When you get a civilian that pays money out of their own pocket and they show up to a class, they are very excited to be there. They picked you. And Blake got to see the difference in the military environment of learning and the private sector environment of learning. And what I love about Blake is he can actually fucking talk to people. Unlike most people that come from a 20 year Marine Corps background, he's not like a, he's not just like a, a big bear. You know what I mean? Right. He can, he he's can, a, he's a
0: very large man too.
1: He's, he's huge. He looks like Tormund Giantsbane out of Game of Thrones. If you watch that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he makes me look very small. Um, and he, he can talk to people. He's articulate. And when he sees the students not learning something, he can shift the way he teaches. So we've had classes we've taught together where we didn't really have to talk about footwork because the people picked it up really quickly.
0: The Be Effective podcast is brought to you by Effective Fitness Training. EFT is a performance-driven fitness program designed to improve individual performance. Created by our team of physical therapists, strength conditioning coaches, nutrition specialists, and a team of active and former law enforcement with over 100 years combined experience. EFT is developed for those who want the most comprehensive fitness plan available. Use promo code PODCAST at checkout for 10% off the life of your membership.
1: We've had other classes, and it's the joke at OTG is like that guy has no knees. You know, he's just walking around like the ten man. He 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 can't. He has no knees. He can't. He can't pick his feet up and do a button hook. You know, so we'll have to stop and say, hey, let's really break this down for this guy. So he's a unique find in that he comes from a really intense military background, but he actually has people skills and the the emotional intelligence. You know, he's got a high EQ. He understands how to get on people's level and talk to them. I feel like emotional intelligence and even just emotional range gets stunted by a lot of these programs because you're just – it's all hard chargers, nothing but go, 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 and so much is expected of people that you don't have – you don't have to have people's skills. And then you get out and you wonder why everyone thinks you're an asshole. You know, um, the, the real world is not run like the military is. That's why it's a special place. Um, so yeah, I, I, agree with you that if we really wanted to have positive discussion, if we were having, you know, quote unquote podcasts for the reason of actually helping quote the community, we would be doing it in a way that promotes community and positive discussion. Um, not in a way that looks like I'm just trying to attack everyone who isn't me for the sake of getting busy.
0: Yeah. You know, and there's a guy that I don't know if you know him, but Brent Tucker, um, he, he was a former Delta dude, um, owns first responder coffee company.
1: Yeah. Super. Spoken with him one time, yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: incredible human. Um, I I've talked to Brett at length about this topic, and yeah, we spoke about it once. Yeah, and he, he's uh, he's shed a lot of light, uh, even about certain individuals. Um, he's like, yeah, I, I know them really well. You know, deployed them countless times, whatever the case may be. And and you know, he's like, yeah, they're good, but you know, poor communication skills, poor this, poor that. And he's like, you know there are guys that I've, I've kind of confined in, you know, as it pertains to, cause I have a lot of people you know, ask me to share their content all the time on police posts. And, and I, I, I have no problem doing that from time to time, you know, obviously. And, and but again, I'm not going to do that without doing my research. And so there are certain people that I like to, uh, you know, use Brent is one of those people. Um, I trust Brent. We've had some really in-depth conversations, and especially when it comes like to like the military side of things, he obviously is very well versed. He just recently got out not that long ago, so he knows a lot of dudes. But no, man, you know it's it's the be beneficial thing, and I I, I really say that often because a lot of people don't quite understand what that actually means, right? And it's 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 not a spotlight on an individual person. It's a it's kind of like a mission-driven concept. Like again. Orion Training Group isn't just Jared, right? It's, it's a conglomerate of people just like EFT and EFC are not just me by any fucking means. Like I, if anything, my job is to find people who are extremely well-educated, extremely experienced, and that are way better instructors than I'll ever be and put them into positions to where they're going to be teaching people who need that, you know, need that, you know, need that type of training because I know what I can provide. I know what they can provide. And if just like anybody else, you want the best of the best, right? Like you want to get the best option. Cause I tell guys all the time, cops are poor, you know, for the most part, they make almost no money. Um, time is, is, is our most valuable commodity that we have. Um, money comes and goes, but times extremely, extremely. Cause I I know when I was a cop, man, if I attended two training courses a year, I was doing, that was awesome for me Two, Like, and I, I would have hated for 50 percent of my outside training to have been absolute trash right and like now granted i was able to to train i was you know i was i was in a position where i was sent to other trainings uh, like officially so i didn't have to pay out of my own pocket to do so which was also nice but at the same time like the trains i did pay for out of pocket and took days off for to go do like i made sure i spent my time looking into the cadre looking into the curriculum talking to that company going hey look I'm about to spend seven hundred bucks, and you know I have to buy you know six hundred dollars in hotels plus a thousand dollars in ammo. Like I want to make sure that I'm getting my money's worth, and this is what I want. You know, look into their backgrounds and ask other people. And I I did that, man. I did the research before I went. I think a lot of people will see something on social media and go, "Oh, this guy's must be best. You know, he must be the best." And then they'll they'll pay an absurd amount of money to go train.
1: Well. Um, That oldest marketing principle in the book um, is the best known beats the best every time. So all it takes is for someone to know you exist and not know the other guy exists, and you'll get the money. And I think that that is a big part of the strategy of causing controversy is, well, if everyone knows about me and what they've heard about me is that I'm better than all the people I'm talking shit about then they're going to buy my product. And uh, anybody who can't see through that, I would say probably has e- either no understanding of how the world works or a low IQ or something to that effect. Because you have the people that are like, well, if you got invited to talk, then you should do it because, like, it doesn't benefit me at all, dude. Yeah, no. It's a, not a productive discussion. It benefits it has, them. It has, an, it has an intent. And the other thing to look at is OTG's page is two or three times bigger than all these people that are talking shit. They want to get on the, They want to do a live stream because what does it do? tells all my followers that they're going live with me and they get more, they get, they just grow their page with this. And there's been not to get too much into detail, plenty of conversations among guys at OTG with some of these individuals. And they'll say one thing to those guys in private and then talk shit about those same guys immediately in public again. So it's the, it talks about it in the Bible, right? You can't have uh, salt water and fresh water coming from the same spring and then have it be, it's not a good place. Right. You don't want to go to a spring and drink salt water on accident. So you have these people that are doing both. They're talking out of one side of their mouth, good to you. And then they're talking shit about you in public to try to get you on, uh, on some sort of content or media generation that benefits them. I don't want to be associated in any way, shape or form with any of that.
0: No, dude, no. I I, And and
1: people that don't understand that don't have any experience in that, or they're just that they're that consumer and they just want to go, Oh, I want to watch a cool controversial podcast. And I'm, Frankly, they can just get the fuck out of my face with that. Yeah, it's no, I, huge waste I of time.
0: yeah, and this is kind of, this is kind of, this is kind of where I kind of want to segue into talking about the quote unquote, the haters. Um, and you know, cause there's a lot of guys that I know, a lot of cops, even for military guys, even that I've, that I've, that I've even, when I say worked with, I mean like kind of consult on a 100% pro bono basis, uh, as it pertains to business and stuff. And some of the issues that they're having is, man, I just, I would post something and it would just get torn apart, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, so you're telling me the person you don't know from the anonymous account is talking shit about you. Like if someone on the street did that to you, what would you do? I just walk away. Okay. Well then it does, dude, like it used to bother me when I, when I, when I first started, I was always having to fight, quote unquote, fight random people on the internet Instead of being like, I would pick out the five comments out of the thousand and I would spend sometimes hours going back and forth between these people. And I realized, man, my mission is to help cops and provide the best resource possible for law enforcement officers and for, you know, the general public or military, whoever. And, uh, I'm not doing that when I'm talking to someone who has no profile pictures, private and has 13 followers.
1: Yeah. Like their, their only purpose is to rile you up and then they, they're going to, they're going to turn off and they're going to forget about you. And you're still going to be hot. That's you it. Know?
0: That's it, yeah. man. And it's uh it's so, so Jared, so my question for you is, you know, obviously we all appreciate good news from time to time. And I think that in business, it's not even about thick skin. It's more, I, people say, Oh, you got to have thick skin. It's, it's, it's not even about thick skin at this point. It's about focus, where you should like focus shift. Cause like, Thick skin is like, you're still looking at it. You're still seeing it still you're like impacting it. you. Yeah. yeah. And in some way, shape or form. And now it's like, and now dude, like I'm in a position to where we just invite people to come to courses. I, I don't even, I'm like, Oh, this would never work. And I'm like, well, come to a course. Like I even offered to fly people out, bro. It's like, yeah, I will We've fly you the same out. Thing. Come, yeah. Come I'll, I'll, out. I'll fly you out to a course. Now understand. once you sign the waiver, you're going to resist 100%. You're going to go against some of the guys that we have and I just may god have mercy on your soul. Uh, <laughs> but like at the same time because I know what my guys are capable of. They know what they're right. capable of. And it's the thing is like it's not saying like oh like we're trying to prove something here. It's like I'm not here to argue with you. If you think if you think something differently, please show us a different way of doing something. If there's a if there's a better way to do something, please like we obviously want to learn. We're always students. But don't but don't just do that whole like Blah, it's not going to work. This is dumb, yeah. and then Theorists. say and and then provide nothing else. So, how do you, as as you know, someone who kind of gets that relatively often, how do you kind of decipher through that? And like, how does mm-hmm. it make you
1: feel? I guess is lack of a better word. Um, well, I'm I'm a big fan of like feelings don't matter that much. So stoicism has really helped me a lot. Um, try, yeah, trying to focus and do things. Uh, a couple of my favorite stoic quotes that pertain to that. Um, why would you be angry at the world as if the world would care? So if I am going to spend my time and energy being angry at, at you know, in this case, it would be the nebulous void of, of anonymous assholes on the internet. They don't care. So that energy I'm spending is um, only energy I could have been spending being productive, building positive culture shift, creating content that like you said is beneficial for cops, military and the general public. So why am I wasting my energy doing those things? And if I can rationalize it, uh, Away like that it's very easy to keep that focus um there's another one that i really like uh, i want to say it's from the this, but i'm not sure uh, it might have been marcus aurelius i've read so many of them now that it kind of runs together but he says um you don't have to let this upset you it doesn't have to bother you that's the whole quote typically yeah typically you can make a choice about your feelings um well, feelings are
0: a choice, right? It's like it's yeah. like how you perceive that external variable. Like it's how exactly. you perceive it. It's not the variable itself because it has yeah. no feelings either.
1: Yeah, and and I know two lamb can be a controversial figure. Some people love two, some people hate two from Ronin Tactics. I saw a like tweet from oh, yeah, him yeah, yeah. the other day, and he said, uh, "You live. You spend one hundred percent of your time in your head, making a nice place to be." And uh, that is. Pretty incredible quote, That's right? pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> like think solid, about, yeah. you know, everything I'm seeing right now, I'm not actually, it's not like I'm a little a man inside my head looking out of my eyes at stuff, you know? My, my eyes are processing these images and it's all perceived in my head, just like smell and taste and everything else. 100% of my perception is in my head and I can control my thoughts and I can control my feelings on things. So um, another, another perfect stoic quote would be, understand that if you are provoked, you were complicit in the provocation. So if someone pokes your buttons, it's because you let them. You can perceive and read that troll comment and say, frankly, that doesn't matter to me. And you can move on. So how do I how does it make me feel? Typically I don't feel a whole lot about it unless it's something personal. Like for example, we had some guys spreading rumors that Jason and I, and this was actually another training company's cadre, a pretty pretty well known and well respected training company, was spreading rumors that Jason and I had been fired from our agency for malfeasance. Oh, I heard that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Complete bullshit. Complete, just made up out of thin air. Yeah. And um, that was going around. It actually caused us to lose out on some money. We had some agencies that were interested in stuff, and they were like, oh, well, we, we can't associate with that. I actually had to send them paperwork. Like when I left my former agency, I have the paperwork showing that I just I left because I was tired of it there. And I had to send that to them to prove that I was not fired. Wow, like it got that bad. And so that is the kind of trolling that um people should be held accountable for. But if you're trolling
0: bro. If you're yeah.
1: trolling and it's like, yeah, I think this technique is lame, I would never do this, I'm I'm not even going to address that. It's not worth my time. The the difference there is that it depends on who is saying that. Because um, you'll have guys like you talked to we talked about Fred uh, earlier just on the side talking about you know big figures in the industry, guys that do good discussion stuff. So Fred Baker who's with Spiritus right now uh, as a consultant and all that, he will go and comment on stuff, but he's very constructive.
0: Oh, I, dude, I love Fred.
1: Yeah, so he'll go. Like he, we we had a, a back and forth about a hallway movement uh, a couple years ago, and he was like, "Hey, you should never walk backwards in a hallway. You should never walk back into that doorway." And I'm just like, "Well, here's the here's the why behind what we're doing." And he was like, "Okay, yeah, we we tried that we're at the unit I was at, we didn't like it, and here's why." And it was cordial. It was kind of like a back and forth of, "I think I'm right." Well, I think I'm right, and here's why. And it wasn't a, you know, you're a dog shit, you're a piece of shit, you know, I would never teach this, blah, 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 because he has the emotional maturity to actually speak to people in a way that adults do. And was not what I would consider trolling, but it was a counter viewpoint. So being able to distinguish countering viewpoints with articulate basis and just I disagree with you because I want to have an argument, discerning what those two are and trying to actually have those good discussions is the difficult kind of ground to to kind of discern um that can be kind of a minefield but uh, on the whole i just don't really deal with the troll stuff at all i just kind of ignore them if it's a repeated thing where every single time i see this username it's something negative often i'll do a restrict account what that does and it's actually hilarious. have you done that before Oh yeah. All yeah. Time. So the, it's not block it's restrict. So they, they can still so comment they're really wasting of, their time. <laughs> yeah. They can comment and no one will see it, but me and that now they can just shoot their shot the whole time and they get zero engagement and that, that will make them go away a lot better than block. Yeah. Them. Lucas.
0: So Lucas has me restricted. Um, and it's, it's actually funny because I sent him, I, I sent him a message and I, I used to troll Lucas pretty hard. Um, I'm, I'm guilty of that back in the day. Yeah. And so it's, so I, I still troll him, but it's, it's, it's all fun and games. Like he follows the page and stuff. I've nothing again. I've, I've never had anything against Lucas. It was, it was, uh, his ability to, to, it's not even about like the gear or the, or the guns or the, or the target says it has nothing to do with that. I think that shit's cool as fuck. Like I'll, I'll be honest. The dude can shoot. The dude's a phenomenal shooter. He's an, ex- he's an extraordinary entrepreneur. Like I gave him all the credit of the world. It was just the fact that I was like, can you just go fucking deadlift? Like, yeah, just go, just go take some mass gainer and you're fucking strong. Just it's get so big. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just, just go get And I, I, and so I think the, when, whenever he restricted me, um, is I, I, is I, is I offered free fitness programming for him and I offered him to like come train and stuff like that. And, and I think he took it, obviously took it personally, which right. uh, I can, I can understand. Um, but I was like, you have such a massive influence, bro. Like, you should be deadlifting. Like, you should be deadlifting a lot. Um, yeah. And, and you, you know, you should be strong. like that. Because I was like, hey, man, like, the shooting is great. I'm, I'm all about the gear and the guns and the, and the holsters and all that jazz. It's like, you should get all speed real rounded, Lucas. Like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. fast because you're fucking – your biggest threat's a gust of wind.
1: Because you don't weigh
0: anything. Because yeah. I was like going to say, bro, like, your biggest threat's a gust of wind. Like, let's you, – You weigh 220, you run at
1: that speed. I'll be impressed.
0: Super impressed. But again, like, I think he's impressive already – let's just make him like, Hey man, like you teach it. Cause again, I learned from his shit, dude. Like I learned from his shit, like how he carries, how he draws, like all this stuff. Like he's definitely been, I think he's definitely now more of an asset than he was years ago. Cause obviously he's obviously mature. We've all matured. Cause there's some guys on here that are, that are doing some really good stuff um, that I I've, I've watched kind of grow up and used to make fun of those guys. Um, they, just were, they would just do super childish things. It wasn't necessarily beneficial, but now they're like in legitimate companies partnering with legitimate people. And that's awesome. Like I love seeing the community grow, whether it's the military, law enforcement, civilian side, general public side. I love it. I love it all. I want to see um, us
1: all get better together.
0: Yeah, dude. And, it's, and that's the thing is I, I hate when I see guys just like talking shit because like, you know, uh, for example, Will Petty gets a lot of, uh, mm-hmm agree from time to time same crowd yeah. yeah will's a good friend of mine um i talked to will do i agree with everything will does no uh will i tell him that yes mm-hmm. does, are, are we still friends yes dude. i support his watch rolexes habit a, and his porsche habit as well rolexes are, like, are
1: a waste of money bro you know come on
0: dude man like it's 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 so funny because people don't know where will where will mm-hmm. even came from they don't know if his you history. know his
1: story and everything he's gone through and what he's done to build this business. He's something he's somebody people should be looking at as a model of how to do it
0: bro he's an incredible resource to me him and i had an hour-long conversation the other day about how to integrate good defensive tactics into his risk vehicle stop program right because it's like because it, it goes hand in hand like it's great you got everything everything done how are you getting the guy out of the car how are you get in his hands like all this all that kind of stuff and like the fact that he's willing to have that conversation with me is 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 huge um and he even he even was able to provide some guidance with some agencies that we're working with, you know, and how to navigate some of those things. Like that's, that's a huge resource. And instead of, again, it, it's, 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 a, it's all about taking people for what they're worth. Um, and then just honestly, just being a good fucking person, like not it's hard being for a, a lot of people.
1: Yeah. That's, I would say that the, the base condition of humanity is to be a piece of shit. Typically. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I don't I don't think people are inherently good. And so when you get into a place where you're constantly told you're the best at everything and then you leave and you act that way to everybody, it doesn't really go that well.
0: It's a fucking turnoff, dude.
1: Yeah. Will and Will doesn't have that attitude. He could kind of like I was saying, he just lets it roll off his back. He could care less because every major agency in the country, all the federal agencies to include foreign entities, militaries are using his program. So uh, you can talk as much shit as you want. Nobody gives do a it. fuck what you were doing in 2002. <laughs> all right. I don't give a, fu- I, I can't say it emphatically enough. I don't give a fuck what you were doing in 2002 on a vehicle assault in Afghanistan compared to what he's doing now. As- it's different. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah.
0: I mean, dude, people ask me all the time, like for recommendations on training and I need to do more shout outs on the page. I mean, I, I need to get that. I just, I just, I try not to spend time on that page. It's very difficult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, is, I, have so, I have so much other stuff to do but it's
1: created a monster
0: dude that page is a monster and i'm actually trying to find some help here shortly and you know trying to grow the team and 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 stuff like that um but i'm also very particular which is also a problem um that's my wife's problem too so but no it, it's 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 it's, it's thing man it is you know taking those people and those beneficial entities and utilizing them to their full capacity is how you create change right and and bringing people together. Like you and I have worked together on the fitness side, you know, with the OTG, the EFT, uh, you know, the whole training, oh, lifestyle dude, that challenge. was huge, man. It's huge, huge, man. It's, it's, it, it's huge. And the goal isn't to be like, Ooh, it's like, Hey, we're trying to give you guys an option to actually change your life, eat better, get sunlight, and stop watching f- porn. Like, dude, the these, feedback on things.
1: that has been insane. I have had three or four people say that they've gotten their marriages back together because of this challenge. Because they they all they needed was for somebody to say, you know, hey fucktard, this is the reason that your wife doesn't love you anymore is because you're blowing your load into a napkin every day and you're not you're not treating her like the treasure that she is because you're addicted to hentai or whatever dumb shit you got into. Um, so you know, hey, how about you go work out? You eat some red meat. You go outside you love your wife a little bit, and that's yeah, all and it, it for took. Walk in
0: the woods, yeah, bro. yeah.
1: Just you know, all that that little push. You're not seeing that anywhere else in the industry, but right here with you with you and i what we're trying to do yeah no man it's Um,
0: it's and this is great because it was such a natural fit too and the the thing that i i love the most is that is i hate forced forced partnerships forced sponsorships all this jazz because like i you know just like you and i were talking offline about you you see a lot of influencers and other companies that are basically being run by sponsors and that's not a business like that's Let's be clear. If you're a person and your job and your goal and how you pay your bills is sponsorships, that's not a business.
1: No, you're a pass-through for advertising. That,
0: that's it. That that's it. You are you are an entity. You are a billboard. Once that billboard is now irrelevant, you are then nothing else. And now you have nothing to, to have that foundation on. So, you know, guys like yourself, you know, I try to model myself over and again, I have a guys, I have a lot of mentors. Like people think I this mentorship is Extremely valuable uh, uh, as a man, uh, as as a, you know, as a father, husband, business owner, mentorship in all those capacities is extremely, extremely important. Um, and and you know, I've looked up to people in this industry. I've taken things away from people like yourself, taken things away from from people like uh, Grantham, like Mike, how he does his marketing, Bill Speck, Mojo, Will, uh, all these all these other companies that they're in this space. Um, and like, you know, like, cause even some of the guys that, that I may or may not agree with, but they're doing something good. I have to, I have to give credit mm-hmm. where credit is due. Absolutely. You know, and that's Learn where something are, from everybody. Yeah. And people hate giving credit where credit is due, man. They hate mm-hmm. it. Some people just despise it. And I find that so interesting.
1: Yeah. That's, a, that's a, again, another ego thing that is so, Everybody wants to be unique, but none of what's being taught was con- invented by that person. Um, no. So like when the guys are like, well, this is how CAG did it. Cool. Somebody taught you that and they had to figure it out or they were taught by somebody. And it's, it's a constantly evolving. None of it's original. You're not that special. It's not proprietary, which is why we don't really care too much to pick one technique that's important um, because – when you, you look at – you talk to a guy from CAG and you talk to a guy from DevGrew, they say the opposite about what's important in a movement, You know, like the, the whole center check versus full pan debate. And that's such a niche thing to even debate. Like the 12 people that even fucking know what that means get heated about it. Yeah, I'm not you know? even, I don't really even know. Yeah. It, basically, <laughs> the debate is if you're going to walk across the doorway to get a look into the room, do you oh, walk yeah, all okay. the way across okay. or do you walk halfway? Right. If you walk all the way across, you end up on the far side of the door alone. If you only walk halfway, then you enter the room halfway blind. And one, you know, tier one unit that command says one's the best and one tier one unit says, you know, the other one's the best. So if we're just using pedigree and ego as a background, are they both right? Are they both wrong? What the fuck? The reality is, and it goes back to uh, something that people have known for thousands of years, uh, is that there is not really a one correct way to do anything. It's all going to be down to the moment. And the factors in that moment are like cops like to say, totality of circumstance. It's a great phrase yeah yeah so musashi says it musashi says it really well he says the master of strategy knows there is not one way
0: dude yeah and so that's i mean and again this is where it's all kind of similar and i think where it's different is obviously as it pertains to testing right it's a lot harder to pressure test i I guess you do force on force is about the 99 right because even at that is it is it still turn into
1: paintball you know
0: right um like I, you know, as it pertains to like defensive tactics and going hands on, like, I feel like that's, you can get a little bit more of a true pressure test there. Um, cause you're not shooting bullets at people, um, you know, cause of laws and stuff. Um, but you know, the ability to, to give those principles and concepts, and this is what's so important is you're giving people options. You're giving them, I, and I, I'm not a huge fan of the tools in the toolbox phrase, um, yeah, it's yeah, I, I'm so so about that phrase, but you're giving people the ability to take the totality of the, of the circumstance and that immediate setting and allow them to understand you have a decision making process, right? Like, there's multiple body cam footages that we can look at, and this is kind of the good thing about uh, the one good thing about body cam footage is there's obviously multiple, but one of the main things is that the ability to look at that information and then assess it and say, Hey, well, you know, what could have done differently? What went really well here? What didn't go so great and what we have done differently. Right. And so, you know, getting people the principles and concepts, those guidelines to kind of follow, and then hopefully they'll stay within those guidelines. Cause we know that those guidelines are somewhat proven, right? Somewhat yep. proven to be effective. You may not do them hundred percent correct, but if you do them 70% correct and maybe sprinkle in a little bit of something that also works too, then you may have a successful outcome right? Mm -hmm. Like when they say, Oh, it's, this was textbook. Was it really though? Like, was it really textbook? Mm -hmm. Like, like sure. But how often does that truly happen in a real world application?
1: Yeah. Is there really a one true rubric for such a dynamic thing? No, not, not dynamic in the tactical sense, but in rapidly evolving, you know, there's, there is no one way to do almost anything in law enforcement, military self-defense capacity. There are simply methods that could give you a higher degree of success Depending on all those factors, right? And, and if we you know only we have know com- one method. Yeah, you know.
0: And the thing is, is we know we have common responses from uh, the opposing force, right? Like we know we have, you know, common responses from suspects if they're prone, if they're, if again, I'm speaking from a defensive tactics standpoint. Like we know they're going to do the push up, they're going to build the base, they're going to try to roll over, they're going to try to do this, they're going to try to grab your gun from this angle. And we have obviously certain techniques that we can utilize to to counter those things. But as long as the principles and concepts are maintained that we know are effective derived from legitimate, let's just say martial arts, like wrestling and jujitsu or judo, even um, Muay Thai, et cetera. Like if we stay within those principles and concepts that we know work, then the likelihood of that being successful is much higher as opposed to just being like Leroy Jenkins it into a room, right? Like we know that, that, that could work, but it's probably not going to have a high rate of success.
1: Yeah. Bad guy gets to say, and you know, people, people pick on Will Petty about data, right? Everything he does is data driven. Well, CQB is the same way. And uh, the irony is some of the guys that have gotten out and are now like, Oh, well data, this data, that my singular experience, um, NSW has released data, uh, internally. So I say released anyone listening to this. No, you can't look at it. Um, it's about a million lines of, of, excel spreadsheet data and basically it's analyzing every entry done across the global war on terror and who got hit who didn't essentially if the bad guy is shooting and that's what i mean when i say opposed if the bad guy is actually shooting as you're crossing through the doorway you have a 75 percent chance of getting shot at least one time so no matter what you're doing daytime nighttime under nvgs you used a flashbang you didn't you panned you pied or you just went dynamic if he is actively shooting at that doorway as you cross through it, you have a 75% chance of getting shot. That's pretty staggering data, right? That's a pretty high number too. Yeah. So, if, yeah. He, if he is able to be shooting at the point that you're entering, you have a really high chance of getting shit on, which is why we are driving so much to be deliberate and do what you can from the outside. If I can put that dude from down from the outside before he has the opportunity to shoot at me as I'm entering, I have way higher chance of success. And um, that that understanding data driven concepts when you apply them to the principles that are proven again safety security speed surprise violence of action my experience and what what Jason and I the team we came from was pretty much all dynamic you know explosive breaching multiple entry points breaking windows flashbang and stuff we'd clear a residential size structure in 20 seconds and bad guy didn't even have a chance to to almost fully wake up and process what was happening and you've already got a gun in his face right that's really good performance uh, that team is done. It was something when, when I left, it was something like 5,000 um, no knock warrants in the last 12 years or so that they'd been doing them that way without having to shoot anybody. But they, they've since gone to slow and deliberate surround and call out and they've gotten to multiple shootings because they're now giving the bad guy time to process. So when you when you look at the data and the shift in the tactics, we have to understand that we can't just do things because they sound good or we saw them on Instagram or because some guy used to do it in CAG or devgrew or whatever. That relates back to what we were talking about offline. Like guys come in with military-style tactics, they don't make it work for law enforcement, then law enforcement tries to mimic it and it gets watered down and half-assed. That's why our curriculum is developed around principles. So we teach dynamic and deliberate movements in the same class because it's not a class on dynamic or deliberate. It's a class on here are the intrinsic problems with room entry and here's a couple ways to solve them. And it's principle based, just like you were saying, if the guy's prone and you know he's going to have to push himself up, build a base and roll, that's pretty much true no matter what else was happening. You know, whether it was a foot pursuit or, you know, you pulled him out the vehicle and ended up on the ground, all those other little factors don't matter the principles of what's happening in the moment and the bad guy getting a say is what's going to drive the rest of our tactic. And it's, it's kind of the same concept in CQB stuff, you know, just make it make sense from a principle base and you're probably going to be okay.
0: Yeah, no, this is, this is it. This was a, a much needed discussion. Um, Jared, you are my friend and I love it. Um, (laughs) so yeah, man, no, so, so, so let the people know what OTG has going on.
1: right now we have have a lot going on um yeah so we basically doubled in size since last year and that's because we offer things that are open enrollment to civilians so the same things that i would teach uh concepts and principle driven wise like we just talked about to a swat dude or a patrol guy or even a, a guy in the military you have the opportunity to come learn those things because we believe in our mission statement reflects it that The second amendment is more than just like, I got a gun on the mantle. You know, it's about responsible gun ownership and understanding how to use that, that weapon system to its potential outside of just, I I own a gun because I'm an American. And that includes things like medical. Uh, It includes things like shooting your gun past the 15 yard line where you dumped a bunch of trash, you know, (laughs) shooting water bottles off a log at Pappy's farm. You know, we teaching people how to do basic infantry tasks, movement outdoors in the woods, water purification, survival, building shelter, shelters, um, how to start a fire in the rain, you know, things, basic things like that in sustainment capacity. Uh, we're teaching indoor tactics. We're teaching uh, urban tactics, moving between buildings, um, teaching communications. So if you have any kind of radio, ham radio, you might have a Motorola, who knows. And again, this goes for law enforcement, military and civilians. We teach based on what you need, all of those things, uh, kind of the whole gamut of it. And um, we teach it in Louisiana, Texas, North and South Carolina, uh, Washington, um, hopefully Arizona soon. Um, We are in Pennsylvania. I'm going to Wisconsin and Idaho in a few months. So we're kind of all over the country. It's good yeah and we do private classes too so we have a page on the website uh, the contact us page if you want us to come to you and you've got private land or or some kind of connection or it's your agency and you want a private class for your agency you just fill that out and i can get people a quote um we kind of do it all perfect uh, yeah. yeah and i'll link
0: all this information on the on the show notes so they can go to your website they can check it out and also guys check out the otg lifestyle challenge yeah um people have loved it man the feedback's been amazing I'll be honest with you. I was surprised how many people I was too.
1: Um, I thought the I thought being challenged that you can't watch pornography during the the the, the uh, duration of it would scare enough people away. But the you know, the I think hundreds people it's of people, not good for you. I think they know it. Yeah, they know it's, not good, it's not good for you. They needed someone to tell them that, and they needed to pay someone money to tell them that, so they yeah. felt like they had to follow through. Yeah. You know, But two like even that is not one. It's not that much money. And it's not. Very, like, it's a dollar a day.
0: Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a dollar a day, and you basically get access to to everything you would ever need uh, to change certain behaviors to become uh, a strong a strong individual, strong-willed, strong willed, strong physically minded individual, which is I think it's great. And who better to partner with with uh, the deadlift man in gear himself? <laughs> um, Did it yesterday. To, Keep doing your shit, brother. I absolutely <laughs> I absolutely love what you guys are doing. I love the success you're having. Again, I am proud of you and what you are doing, what you have accomplished uh, in such a short period of time. I'm proud to know you. Um, and uh, until next time, my good friend.
1: I appreciate you, man. Thank you for yes, having sir. me on again.
0: Of course.